Me, I want to be half better buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, we've got James. Hello. And Calvin. Hello. Switched it up on you. Yeah, nice. Gotcha. That was a reverse. Got him. Our Better Buddies icebreaker this week. Mermaids are half-human, half-fish. Centaurs are half-human, half-horse. What animal half would you want? How, how like, half do we have to go? Do we have to go, like, the centaur mermaid example where, like, completely half of the body is that animal? I would, I will put it this way. Half the body is that animal from a, like, line point the same way mermaids and centaurs are, but you can rotate that line however you would like. Yeah, yeah, it has to be on that point. So, like, you can go up and down half where one half of you to the left is a bear and the other half to the right is a human. That sounds way more unsettling, because half your face would be an animal. Yes, but also bear claws. Does that mean half your brain is, though? Does that mean you are like have half the intelligence, then? You have, like... So you're still average intelligence. It's, it's half man, half bear, half pig. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah, depending on the animal, you'll be fine. Yeah, this is true. God, I... I don't know that there's a good answer here. Can you just imagine a half whale, though? Like, you're basically a mermaid, <laughs> well, but you have a massive tail, but this dinky little human body attached to it. Yeah, I was gonna say, is it does it scale? Because if your body, ha- if whatever you're half human, has to remain the same size, like, based, I don't on know how the, that works. Based on the centaur being included, I think it has to scale to the animal. Or human, it depends because mermaids also included, but I don't think there's necessarily like mermaid fishtail fish that are like really good human sized. So I'd say it's a uh, dealer's choice. Mm. And I'm debating about frog. That sounds horrifying. We'll just be lower half <laughs> frog, and you just kind of like hop everywhere, but you're you got yeah, those that massive sounds terrifying. legs. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, you could definitely start a YouTube channel oh, with yeah. that. Like, like you'd be a hit with the kids. Yeah, but do you market yourself as a human that's half frog or as a frog that's half human? Um, Ooh, what audience be- are you aiming for? Because on the one hand, like, it's more general to be, like, a human that's half frog. But if you want to just hit that weeb audience who will totally, like, wail in and buy all your merch hard, you go frog that's half human. Oh, I thought you were saying when you said what audience you're targeting, I was like, well, I don't think you can really target the frog audience. You'd be surprised. You know that. They were in that Budweiser commercial. Actually, if you go half bird, you can target the bird audience because crows will bring you shiny things. Yeah, but in order to get wings, you have to have your top half, which means your head has to be a bird's head. So? With, like, human legs. You just go 50-50 down the middle. That way you get the left half is bird. And you only have one wing and you fly to the left all the time. That's fine. It's called controlled falling. It's workable. Oh. I, 
I would say honestly, like probably like a cat. Honestly, like I'd oh, probably do my my bottom half would be, uh, yeah, like a cat. Because I think that'd be like, I think I could still run. I could jump a little bit, and they're like they're kind of soft. It's not like that off putting. Uh, I could still probably kind of wear like regular pants. Um, just hide it. Just hide. You're ashamed it. of your bestial nature. I'm not ashamed, but like, like, does this like? Do you still have like human junk down there? Or no, you have animal like, junk. God, that sucks, RJ. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. especially if you go cat. <laughs> yeah, dude. Don't they have like a barbed? Yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> you best hope you find another cat person. Well, frogs don't have any, so <laughs> they have a cloaca, don't they? I don't know. <laughs> Hey, that's pretty no, cool. I guess that's, that's birds. Birds have cloacas. I don't know what a frog has. I think I think a frog has a cloaca. Maybe. I mean, that's like the Swiss Army knife of Jeff yeah. It just I, it just simplifies everything. What holds <laughs> it? It's the. It's you only got one. Done. <laughs> I could do anything. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna lock in my answer and say hat. All right. <laughs> So I'm a frog. I'm half frog. James is half cat. Calvin, what you gonna pick? I don't. I don't want any of these. <laughs> you gotta pick one. Koala bear. Oh, that I know. How about a platypus? Yeah, go have a platypus. Then you have like a barbed heel. Then you could stab people with it and run away. <laughs> yeah, and dude. Yeah, it's, it's venomous. It's um. Whoa. Honestly, I feel like Centaur might be already the best. Question. Because I think this actually mm. might appeal to you. What about Mountain Goat? Then you're like a satyr? Yeah, be like, like a satyr or like a Mountain Goat Centaur so you can climb the steep cliff faces. See, I feel like these are already the half-human hybrids because these are the best you can really get. I mean, people were bored before television, so <laughs> they had a lot of time sitting in the field staring at animals where thoughts happen. So I feel like these have already been settled and that's why we have Centaur, Mermaid, and Satyr. You can't really you can't really improve upon those three. I stand yeah. by my frog choice. I'll I'll stand by the by the cat. I would argue that like I don't know. I You could be a Minotaur. Oh, that's mm. true. See, oh, all you... the good ones have already been come up with. Yeah, you don't want to be the Minotaur. You know how the Minotaur happened, right? I'm not sure I want to know. All right, then I won't oh, tell. It's, uh, <laughs> the Greek myth is that Zeus, in the form of a bull, had uh, relations with a woman. Yeah. Oh, didn't he do that as a goose once, too? Yeah, he did. Yeah. And, yeah. And Zeus it's, got I think it's like different animals, too. Yeah, it's but where then all these how... half-human, half-animals came from. <laughs> Are we going to explain it? Yeah. Um. Yeah, you could be what like an octopus. Oh, oh, no! Octopus, octopus you'd have, is bad because you gotta be like submerged in water though most of the time. But alligator, you can crawl all over the place. Not yep. easily. They spend got, most of their time in the water too. You mm. got that like tail too? That would be pretty cumbersome. Yeah. Also, they're not like bipedal, so it's like, how does those joints? <laughs> work how does centaur joints work 
But that makes sense because it's all, the bottom half is horse and it runs like a normal horse. And your bottom half would be alligator that runs like an alligator. Just where the head comes out, it goes upwards into torso. You could be a. Oh, you God. Be... You're like an alligator centaur? I was completely not I was picturing that the. For sure. Yeah, I was not. I don't think I'm picturing the division line at the same point. I move it around yeah. based on the situation that would result in the best outcome. <laughs> the best outcome. What, you telling I, me I you don't, don't want to be a... an alligator centaur? Yes, I'm... I am telling you that. <laughs> I just don't know how that would physically work. I think it'd look, like, really awkward. What about a you'd be, like, rant? you'd be weirdly long and weirdly short. You'd just, like, have this hive of carpenter ants that are half human, so, like, they're carpenter ant centaurs, but they're super tiny. Isn't that like uh, the one? Uh, what's what's the what's the guy from Rick and Morty? Is it Million Ant Man or whatever? Million ants. One million ants. <laughs> yeah, one million ants. Is that literally the name yeah. of the character? I I don't even know that's one million. I think RJ said oh, it was right. It's just million ants. Million ants. That's pretty funny. Because at one point, I think a bunch of them get destroyed, and he makes a joke about being like eight hundred and fifty-three ants or something. And oh, then, yeah, it's like eight hundred fifty-eight thousand ants, and then he like. <laughs> La- the queen like lays new ones. I'm now back to one million ants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, what if we could do this challenge, but with like inanimate objects? Because I would totally pick a train. Would you? I think that'd be fun. You're stuck on I don't the tracks. Like this conversation. <laughs> you want to be a mountain bike? You want to be a mountain bike? Dude, you're getting that from that one fucking Geico commercial. No, the Geico commercial was a motorcycle. Uh, that's fair, I suppose. You've defeated me. How about I'm a um, a freight train centaur, but my top is the train and my bottom. <laughs> so, <laughs> the human being. so you're basically a guy in a Thomas the Tank Engine costume. No, I have like a freight train for a uh, now. He's like that. He's like that <laughs> thing from a. Uh... The Half-Life, that they couldn't get the tram to work, so the tram is actually a, a tram model on the top half of an NPC. I mean, is that really Fallout, uh, Fallout did that too for I Fallout thought 3 so. I, Steel. I, that's funny. Or the tram. pit, sorry, the pit. You take the train to the pit in Fallout 3, and the train is literally just a dude who's wearing a hat that's a train. Oh, yeah. Here, I found copy image. This is James's new spirit. Yeah, that's Fallout. Oh, is that? Oh, it is Fallout. I'm sorry. Let's yeah, see. Oh yeah. It's literally just I... an an NPC model of standing there, but instead of a head, it's a train car. Yeah, because they couldn't figure it out, so they were just like, or maybe they could, and they just. Oh, here. Uh, they couldn't support a train for the player to ride in, but it could make NPCs walk. So the devs made the train a hat. Yep. He just wanders around beneath the ground wearing his train hat, just being public transport. Damn. So, so James, you even have job security. Dude, I would. I'd be able to do everything. Everything! Calvin still hasn't chosen an animal, and he has to choose. I was kind of hoping we had gotten far oh, enough no. away that you wouldn't remember. Oh, oh no, you can't do that to me. Well, I'm going to stick with then probably just Centaur. That's fair. That is a valid choice. Oh. I run real fast. Zoom. Do you have an inanimate object you would pick? God, no. 
A toilet. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I'm done. There we go. That's it. Someone no, no. Shut up, James. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. All right. You brought this on yourself, RJ. I accept that, but I'm moving on. <laughs> Our next segment, Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. I'm going first because, goddamn, do I have a piece of media for you. But I want to go first. No, no, by all means, go. Okay. I'm going to recommend the new I Fight Dragons album. Ooh, good choice. It's called Side Quest, B-Sides, and Rarities. So by the name, I assume... What is, like, B-Side albums? Those are usually just, like, alt tracks, right? Um, well, if like, I understand correctly, B-Side usually comes from... It originates when they were doing record players and records originally. Mm-hmm. And how the B side mm-hmm. would be the less popular songs, because that's the one. I totally disagree like- with that, but well, it's the one they're less likely to play first when they put the record yeah. in, because they're not going to flip it. Exactly. Uh, as someone who collects vinyl, I disagree with that. But <laughs> but you also uh, collect vinyl in the modern age, not the when it was originally released. So I listen to it the same way. Uh, anyways. But yeah, so I think some of the songs, they had said that only, I read that only four of the songs in the album were like new studio recordings that I think hadn't been heard before. So maybe they played these at like concerts and stuff. Yeah. Um, But they're not on any of their prior albums. Uh, and I, I, I've been really enjoying it. There's some really good ones. There's a one that I really dig. That's a cover. Actually, it's called the future soon. Mm -hmm. Um, would recommend basically it's about, it's a story about this guy who lays a note on a girl's desk at school, trying to be anonymous and say like, Oh, I really like you signed anonymous admirer. But she like instantly figures out it's him, and like he it talks about how he's at like the roller skate dance or whatever because it's like school and it's uh kind of be supposed to, I, I don't know but and uh, she like skates packs with this other dude on her arm and like gives him this like pitying look and then he's it, the rest of the song's like singing about how it's oh it's gonna be the future soon so I'm just gonna go live in space and replace all my parts with like robot parts so i don't have to feel anything anymore and then he builds an army of robots and he's like oh i'll teach him about love and then the next verse is singing about the end of the robot wars yep uh- <laughs> <laughs> well I, I, I listened to the song the other day and one of my favorite parts is that he eventually meets back up with her and she's got yes. robot eyes yes. that were replaced yeah. because she fought in the robot wars and, and and yeah, <laughs> and then she real like the, she he takes her back to like his base or whatever, and she realizes like oh he's all robot parts oh no. Well yeah, he just says like um she's like uh, oh I lost my eyes in the robot wars, and he's like yeah sorry, and she's like oh it's not your fault, and, and then in the song it legitimately calls out it's like and then she was like wait a minute, and he, she realizes that he's pretty much all robot at this point, and then the song just says that she screams and run away, but there's nothing you can do when a crazy robot cyborg tries to make you his robot bride. Yep. It's a weird, bad song. And like that's it's, it's a how the song, song ends. It's, it's got so a bad much message. Fun. 
That sounds pretty well. Funny. It's got a good message. It, it's, it's the I, the message I get from it is that you can't run away from your feelings and just ignore all your feelings because then it doesn't. It actually ends up way worse because then you turn into a crazy robot cyborg and destroy the world. Oh, that's a much better message than the one I took. The message I took away was, "Hey, uh, if your love spurns you, become a robot cyborg man and make her a robot cyborg man, and then she has no choice because she's slaved to your master computer." Yeah, I feel like RJ has some underlying issues he needs to I did out say there. it was a good um, message. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, would would recommend uh I Fight Dragons side quest B sides and rarities. It's a pretty long album too, which is what? really nice. And there's a bunch of just good songs on it. What was the She's a Sorcerer? She's a sorcerer is a good one. So good. Impractical machine is really good. Oh, obliterated. Obliterated yes. is another one, which has got an interesting message because it's like, yeah, if I remember correctly, it's all about like not uh, like just going home and getting obliterated, so you don't have to deal with anything. Uh, one thing to note is, um, with their original, the first album they put out, Kaboom, they had a set of songs that like didn't make it on the album that they gave away for free in some way because I remember I had them. And a lot of those songs yeah. wound up on this album. Like the gotcha, uh, gotcha. Silver Bullet or Silver and Porcelain. Silver Bullet is a good one, yeah. too. Yeah, so I guess these songs have been around before. I've just relatively new to the band still. So I've only listened to their like published albums. And so all of these songs were new to me. And I really like them because it's kind of a throwback, assuming because a lot of these, it sounds like, came out when their older albums came out. And their last album, Canonize, was really good, but it was a lot more rock, alt-rock. Um, and their origins are as a chiptune band and like stuff like that, and I really dig that. And so since a lot of these songs are older, a lot of them are a lot more chiptune, and I kind of enjoy their sound when they're more chiptune-based than they're, when they're the more full-on rock. Yeah, and I think it was, as someone who knew them a little bit longer, because I found them in high school, um, they, it's definitely good that they re-released all these, because, like, some of these, one of them I think I only knew off of a YouTube video they put out. Like, yeah, probably. they didn't release it in any other way. So, it's a great recommendation. Uh, James, do you want to do yours? You sound pretty psyched to do yours. You can right, go I'm going to do mine. So I'll He's watch... stalling because he doesn't actually have one. On... Sorry. <laughs> it was my birthday recently, and as part of that, Happy I watched a movie. Happy birthday, RJ. The movie I watched. You're old now. I am old now. <laughs> I'm 60 yeah. years old. I've been doing this podcast for 50 years. <laughs> uh, That's great. The movie I watched was The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. Oh, you've been talking about trying to watch that. I've been talking about trying to watch that. I finally watched it, and good lord, it's so bad. It's so bad. It was fun to watch, like, with someone else, and we made fun of it, but it was so bad. Because, like, the the whole premise is, like, modern day Sam Elliott is an old war veteran, and he killed Hitler back in the war. And they do some flashbacks, and, like, he had a gal back in the day. But it opens with him at the bar having a flashback, and it gets up to the point where, like, young Sam Elliott, the person playing young Sam Elliott, like, 
is in the Hitler house. Like, it's the only word I have for it. It's a German mansion thing that you know Hitler is in because the first half of the movie title is The Man Who Killed Hitler. And it cuts out before it, like, gets to him going to go kill Hitler. Just him, like, getting in the doors. And then three dudes, like, go to steal his wallet and his car and he beats the shit out of them while drunk. And then he goes home. That's pretty cool. Um, the It proceeds to spend an hour of him meandering around town for like three days in his life and visiting his barber younger brother and flashbacks of the war and a Russian giving him a shave and his teacher girlfriend before he went off to war. And then the government shows up and is like, hey, my grand, like a government agent shows up and is like, my grandpappy told me stories about the uh, his days in the military. Some of them he wasn't supposed to tell me, but he told me anyways, you killed Hitler. And Sam Lee, like, yeah, I did kill Hitler. It was horrible. I didn't stop his ideas, so I'm a failure. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, hey, there's this disease that transfers from animal to person, and it's currently in this one person, and it somehow also magically kills everything within a 50-mile radius of it. And if it, it's moving southward, so if it keeps moving, it's going to go from Canada to America and start killing tons of people. And it'll end the world. You need to go kill Bigfoot. And he says, okay, I will. And he spends like 20 minutes on the Bigfoot fight. Nice. And then there's still, like, 40 minutes left in the movie. After killing Bigfoot? Yes. No way, what does he do? Uh, he goes home, and he, there's a fake burial, because they claim he died fighting Bigfoot. But they don't tell anyone that, it's just his, like, brother thinks, like, oh... He went off on vacation somewhere and died off on vacation, and we're gonna bury his uniform in some boxes of stuff. And St. Elliot shows back up and gives him a dinosaur that his brother gave him as a little kid. And is like, hey, did you bury this one box that throughout the movie I keep, like... There's this box under his bed at the beginning of the movie. And then one day, he slides it out from under the bed and looks at it and then puts it back under the bed. And the next day, he pulls it and takes it out and sets it down. And then sets it back on the floor and puts it under the bed. And the third day, he takes it out, flips the latches. And then closes the latches, puts it down on the floor and puts it back under the bed. (laughs) And his oh, brother's like, yeah, I buried that with your stuff. I thought you'd want that. And his family is like, alright. Then he goes, digs it up the box, flips the latches, cracks the lid open, but you don't see what's inside the box! And he closes it, gets out of the grave, and walks away. And carries and it with him. that's the end? That's the end of the movie. Awesome. <laughs> somebody watched somebody watched Pulp Fiction before writing that in. That's, that's what uh, I said! The... <laughs> is that a reference to Pulp Fiction? It must Probably. be. Probably. I, I mean, I've never seen Pulp Fiction, so I don't know. Oh, in Pulp Fiction, there's a briefcase that plays out through much of the movie as being valuable, but when it is opened, you never see what's in the briefcase. You just see the light glow of light shining on whoever's opening it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess to be fair, the whole like chest with something in it that you don't see is like a popular motif, but at the same time. So, like, did you actually enjoy watching the movie? Like, was it one of those, like, it's so bad it's good? Um, like, were there any who were actually like, oh, I'm kind of into this? 
it was so bad it's good if you're watching it with somebody else and like making and asking questions and making fun of it and trying to figure out what's happening. I do oh, not yeah. recommend watching it alone because it's just boring other like it's boring otherwise. Yeah, MST3K it. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> MST3K it because if you just sit down and watch it, it's kind of be like, okay, Sam Elliott, we saw your day yesterday that was sad because. We know it, you're having a sad day moment because you're eating a hungry man dinner alone in your living room. <laughs> like, do real. Uh, most of the movie is just Sam Elliott being sad. Yes, it sounds pretty. Good. It's literally just him being sad. And then, like, it was kind of hard to figure out his girlfriend before the war. He was gonna ask her to marry him, and they're at a fancy dinner, and she's a teacher, so she gets interrupted by parents at the dinner place they're at so he never asks her at the dinner place and i don't know so he's like i'm not gonna ask her until i get back from the war and then she's like yeah. throwing rocks at his window and he goes down and she's like let's go for a walk and have a nice memory and then he's like she's like and when we get to your house i'm not gonna stop because you're about to go off to war and that'll be a sad memory and i don't want one of those so i'm just gonna keep walking and like just before they get to his house he like stops to tie his shoe and but it's really him like kneeling down to propose and she doesn't turn around uh that's yeah. This She's just like, come funny. on, catch up. <laughs> and so he leaves. Damn. <clears throat> she writes him a bunch of letters, but because he's on a secret mission to kill Hitler, he doesn't get any of them. They're just sent back to his house and like left there. So she doesn't know he's not able to read them. She just knows like, like, no, somehow she does know like, oh, I know you can't read any of my letters, but this is my last letter. I'm going to some other city to teach there and be closer to my parents. And then she apparently dies at somehow in some way that I didn't really understand. When you said that she wasn't going to stop, I thought you were going to say that she just kept walking, but then she like stepped into the street and got hit by a car. <laughs> no, that would make sense. So much. She's just like, I don't want to stop. It'll be a, no, you have to stop. That's an intersection. <laughs> See, th but that no, doesn't never make sense. Back. Literally, there's hardly any explanation for what happened to her beyond that, like, she goes to another town to go teach, and he has the boxes of her letters that he goes and puts in the dumpster when he gets back, and then... Maybe that's in the box. It... She... We know she's dead, because there's, like, a scene of her, like, one of the letters, or, like, his younger brother brings it up. Or something, but, like, it's never explained how she died. She's just dead. And then he goes and kills Bigfoot. And, like, to contain Bigfoot, they have a literal ring of fire. As one does. They have fire control teams, and when he's out there, like, Bigfoot nearly leads him off a cliff. I don't know how. Don't know why. Just They're does. Very intelligent. Yeah. I would I would watch like do, so. Do they have like a sequence of Sam Elliott preparing to kill the Bigfoot? Like, is he watching like finding Bigfoot? No, like going. The preparing for killing Bigfoot is they bring. Oh, and that's the excuses to using him to kill Bigfoot. Is Bigfoot has this disease that's killing everybody who gets within close contact of it. But not even close. Gets within far contact of it. But Sam, like three people in the United States are immune to the disease. One of them is Sam Elliott, and the other two are like children or old people. Send the kids after him. Yeah. Or like kids are yeah. vicious. 
<laughs> and the preparation is they have like a full on matrix like open the drawers for the gun scene where they give it, where like the Canadian and American militaries are cooperating the American military guys like I, they didn't have their cr- proper armaments here in Canada so I brought a little something of my own and it's just a wall full of guns and scopes and knives and Sam Elliott's Not- like I want that gun that scope and that knife and the next scene is him out in the Canadian woods I mean, this is definitely a movie I'd be interested in sitting down and watching. Like you said, it sounds like something you watch with other people. It is. But, if you watch it alone, you'll go insane. Don't do it. <laughs> Damn. I Maybe what I'll do is I'll I'll watch it alone and I'll buy a Hungry Man dinner. So at the exact moment, <laughs> there you go. is eating a Hungry Man dinner alone. I can do the same. You can thing. join in. And then yeah, it's, it's not. Then it's like you're not truly alone. The movie also exactly. has this weird subliminal message of like kids these days are complete and utter morons with no decency or respect at all. Of like well, I mean, Sam Elliott finds a hundred dollar winning lotto ticket on the ground and he walks up to the like nearest station, or whatever. And he's like, "Hey, is this from here?" And the kid's like, "Yeah, probably." <laughs> you uh, you should. You know, make make sure that it gets back to the person who owns it because like they thought probably misread it and thought it was a loser so they threw it away. It's like well you just you hang on to it for a couple days and if no one comes to claim it then you you can cash it out. And kids like I do, you know here let me give you this treat for your dog and Sam Elliott's like no I'm gonna pay for it. I'm gonna pay for the treat. I it's just like- looked it up. Do you know what Sam Elliott's name is in the film? Oh, it's Bar something. It's Calvin. Oh, ah, yeah, we Calvin. gotta watch it now. <laughs> we gotta. And his watch dog's it name now. is Ralph. Oh my god! God, that's yeah. so funny. That's pretty perfect, actually. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. We I think gotta... James just calls you a dog, RJ. Big dog. No. <laughs> yeah. See, look at that. So yeah, that's no, my that's... recommendation. The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. Also, real quick, when they introduce the title, it looks almost like it's going to be a double feature movie. It's like, The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. <laughs> like, oh, like damn. It's The Man Who Killed Hitler followed by the and, movie and... The Bigfoot. <laughs> how how long is the movie? It's like two hours. <laughs> oh my god. That's so long. No, oh so, my god. Is it two hours? or is it... It's either two hours or it's like an hour and 45 minutes like it's it's not a it's not a 90 minute jaunt y'all yeah i I could totally like i could see buying like bottle of whiskey cigarettes a six-pack other stuff maybe and just sitting down and watching that movie and just just yelling at the tv it's like somebody (laughs) wanted to make a like james bond-esque alt history spy thing and they're like i and they're like but I want to, like, kind of st- intercut scenes of this old man later realizing, like, the missions he went on as this super spy didn't actually thwart the evil he thought it would. Like, he thought he was fighting evil, but evil's message had already spread and corrupted people. Like, it wasn't... He tried to nip it off at the root, but it had already, like, grown. The the, the thing is, too, is, like, and maybe this is partially with the idea... Oh, of, my God. What? What? 
Ron Livingston's in it. Yeah. I saw that when I looked up the casting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Um, I wonder if this was almost like, because I would honestly watch a movie potentially with like Sam Elliott um, about a guy, who the guy who killed Hitler just living in a small town and his life is just like, like really sad and depressing. And it's just kind of like following this character and I'm, you know, something like could potentially happen, but even just like following him around, like watching him like interact with people, like knowing who he is and like what he's done, um, and what he like failed to do, I think would be uh, would be interesting. Which is say, why I wonder. That's not interesting enough. Why doesn't Why doesn't he also kill Bigfoot? And they're like, okay, yeah, we'll I, throw that in there. And then they said that's know, not I, interesting I, enough. Enough. We're also gonna make Bigfoot a super lethal world-ending disease. I feel like they tacked that on there. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but maybe they tacked that on there so that like they could cash in or get like some exposure for the the film on like a novelty premise almost. Well, considering it um, didn't sell on its let's kill Hitler premise. Yeah, I know. That's the other thing too is like I don't know, dude. Again, the movie with Sam Elliott, like starring Sam Elliott about a guy who killed Hitler, but is is like grappling with the fact that he basically failed. Um, is like interesting in some way to me. There's a way you could work with it at the very yeah. least. Because like uh, at least the way I'd want to see it is I'd want it to be like, oh, let's have these scenes where he's cool super spy. He kills Hitler, and then like as the old man, it's grappling with the fact like he thought it was gonna be the war ending mission. He thought if he took out Hitler, that was it. The Germans would lose, and it didn't fix everything. And now he's like an old man who's but as he like learns to come out of his shell and like his granddaughter or niece grandniece or something like helps him realize like you know life is okay and i'm there are other things that are valuable in life besides killing hitler yeah no well the idea that like like even though it's like really trite it's like bad things happen every day and like the idea of yeah like a an old man still grappling with like a young man's shattered innocence that like like surprise surprise like even if you kill like the worst person in the world on one day like there's going to be someone or something else the next you know yeah um and it's just kind of about like i don't know acknowledging like that kind of universality of of like just evil or bad things or just like shit that happens and like trying to make uh, little improvements in your own, you know. Come on, Sam Elliott. So, yeah, the yeah. man who killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. James, your recommendation. Yes. I am going to recommend a movie that I saw this weekend in the theaters at Iowa City. Uh, it's called The Scary of 61st. Um, it's out, I believe, also. It's playing in theaters uh, uh, in, like, uh, in select theaters in like on film, like I think 35 millimeter prints, uh, as well as obviously just, uh, you know, digital uh, projection. And I think it's also on streaming services. I think, I think it's on like Apple TV, but, uh, the premise of the film is like two, um, uh, two young women, uh, one who's kind of like an aspiring actress and the other, who's kind of just like, uh, like her deadbeat friend, basically, um, move into this apartment that they discover uh, was formerly owned by Jeffrey Epstein and is uh, they is like possessed what? by like a lingering spirit. Yeah. So this is like um, a film festival film. 
to a degree to a degree yes like it's uh it's not like the thing is too it's not like jeffrey epstein's like apartment it's like one of many that he owns like throughout the city um where he would like like bring young women and like like seduce them like you know do all that weird all that nasty stuff um but it was actually uh, it it was uh, made by like kind of a younger director, um, and she like wrote and directed uh, and edited, and like also like partially co-starred in the movie as well. Um, it it pays homage to like a lot of like the films of like, like horror movies in the seventies and stuff like Eyes Wide Shut and all this. All this other stuff, like John Carpenter, it's very. Uh, it, I actually really enjoyed it. I really liked the way it was shot. Um, the acting can sometimes feel like a little bit amateurish, and so can some of the like the story beats. But there's like a really cool like energy to it throughout. It feels very like um, like uh, f- like young, like very like very fresh. But at the same time, like it's. Uh, it's kind of like mimicking like older films. So it's got like a really unique look and feel to it that I really like ended up enjoying. And I'm happy that I got to see it in theaters. What's um, it called again? It's called The Scary of 61st. The Scary um, of 61st? Yes. And it's uh, it's a pretty breezy film to get through. It's like 100. No, not 100. It's like 80 minutes long. Oh, um yeah, so it's pretty. It like you, you know, if you end up watching it, you don't like it. It's not like you know you spend a whole lot of time on it. But I, I don't know. I there, I like forewarning. If you do decide to watch it, like there's some shit in it where like it, like uh, it gets pretty manic. Like it gets pretty like holy shit. Like what, well, like like a film student festival type thing, like cranked up to like eleven. You know, like. But there's some stuff where you just can't help, like, laughing. And it's intentional. Like, the film is actually really... There are parts where it's, like, genuinely horrifying. And then there are parts where it's, like, like just hilarious. And then there are parts where those two, like, moods intersect for brief moments. And it's, it's, uh, it's like, fascinating. Um, I, really, I really did enjoy the film. Okay. But I would... That's what I would recommend. The scary of 61st. Our next segment, how to be a better buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. Our first question, what song makes you feel the most masculine when you hear it? With the further details, for me, it has to be the Fury of the Storm by Dragon Force, especially when I'm at the gym on the treadmill. I feel like I'm in a real life Power Rangers episode. I love that song. Hmm. I mm, I have like two songs I'm batting between right now. Um, I mean, I think a classic choice is "We Will Rock You" by Queen. Yeah, it's a solid, yeah, generic one, choice. Yeah, I would say. I mean, for me, like, oh, probably like. Um. Oh. Probably the song "Rock and Roll Singer" by uh by ACDC. 
Um, ACDC is a very classic, uh, like masculine bands, obviously. Um, and rock and roll singer is like off their first album high voltage. And it's, uh, I love it when bands and, and quite a few of them often do, they have like their origin story, um, or like the lead singer at least like tells, like they have a song like about how they became, you know, mythologizing how they became like a singer, you know, decide they wanted to be in like a rock band or whatever. And that's what rock and roll singer is about. And it's pretty, uh, it's pretty great. I'm Calvin. Do you have a, do you have one? Uh, not really. I, I don't really listen to a lot of music that would like ascribe to those like traditional masculine stereotype stuff. So I don't know. Well, maybe lawyers, yep. guns, and money by Warren Zevon. There you go. Uh, we all was... need to get our um, man cred revoked for a period of one month for forgetting about this absolute top choice. There is no better option. Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. Oh shit, that is a good one. Actually, yeah, that, yeah that... no, yeah, I gotta go. I agree. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, yeah, that one's pretty good. I, a lot of stuff from the eighties, and it, uh, quite a few, quite a few Van Halen songs are the same way. Uh, um... Final Countdown. Mm. Uh, I know countdown's good, but I don't know that I would describe it to this category. Fair. I would like. I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm trying to think of like other ones. I, I don't, don't know. Think Danger Zone is better than Danger Zone. Oh no! What? I got it. I got it. Fortunate Son, Credence, Cre- 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 Oh, Revival. Fuck, that is like the the <sighs> man's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's it. That's it. I'm of the opinion Danger Zone beats it out. No, I, I disagree. They're kind of both the same song, just separated by a decade. They're Fair. kind. They're they're similar-ish, but I don't know. Fortunate Son is like a fucking classic. Like it's so basic. Like, which is I, why I like, it fits into this category. I know, like a guy like me saying I like to listen to Fortunate Son is like I don't know, like a girl saying they like Starbucks or whatever. It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> no fucking surprise. I, I no, yeah, Fortunate Son is. I can listen to that song all fucking day. Um, pretty solid. Pretty fucking like any time I have that song in, I, I like. I'm immediately transported to the beautiful emerald uh, <laughs> of Vietnam. Wow. Okay. And, Well, there's some options for you. There you go. Take it. Our next question. Where do men in their 30s shop for clothes that isn't Walmart or Target? And Amazon. Menards. Farm and Fleet. Farm and Fleet. Farm and Fleet. Yeah. That's where I get my jeans. Hell yeah, actually. You can get some there. If you got the cash for it, you can go Kohl's. But also, like, fuck that Kohl's. Wow. Look, Let's I went to get two. a nice, like, suit jacket, and they, A, didn't have any ones that were of good fit and good color choice. Like, they had all, like, plain blue suit coats. They didn't even have, like, nice black ones. Like, they had, like, oh. two nice black ones and, like, two dark gray ones. They didn't have any fun, interesting color options in men's suit coats. I was like, really? Well, no. Like, what are you looking for? Like, purple? Yes. Bright red? Yes. Yeah, Dude, that's... I- not exactly gonna sell. You're I got not gonna a, find that almost anywhere. No, no. I got, I got like my like a uh, maroon like suede 
suit coat at like a Coles from the clearance rack. Example really? Way. Yeah, and I like if you go into the clearance rack, you'd be surprised as what you can like as to what you can also, find there. Also, our AP Euro <laughs> teacher got this really nice like red like blazer jacket kind of thing at Coles. Really? Yeah. That's where he got it. Yeah, that's where he got it. I, I can't asked him. picture the blazer. That's a good pick. I asked him. He was like, "Yeah, they had it red and blue," and I was like, "Ooh." I never found it. So good pick. Yeah, because he probably got it like eighteen years ago. I mean, yes, but also no. I think he got it like eight years ago now. <laughs> That's Dude, still gotta, eight years ago. They gotta bring back. They gotta like. I want like. I want men's suit formal wear to have like way more colors. Like it's starting. It it like there are some colors that people play with, but like I want to look like like Robert De Niro and Casino, also, like like salmons and like like you Robin's know what's a bigger bl- problem? What men's straight ties costing fifty fucking dollars at Kohl's? Fuck that noise! Yeah. Well, that's because they're probably like name brand. I don't know what the name brands are. So that doesn't That's like, your fault. impress me at all. <laughs> like Croft and Barrow or whatever, like that kind I of. Found shit. your guys' suit. Let's see. I'm half expecting him to just send a picture of like a clown. Oh, suit. No, 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 <laughs> no! It's much better. It's a Pokemon suit with jacket, oh, pants, and tie. <laughs> it's just repeating images of Squirtle, Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Pikachu. And yes, Dude, it's only one hundred and twenty dollars. We should only all one left in buy stock. One. We should all buy one. There's only one left, James. We should. Oh, you can buy it from Kohl's. Yeah. So we should all buy one, and then we should rob a bank in these matching Pokemon. So this is what Kohl's has done. They've just guys. If you buy it off Kohl, if you buy it off Kohl's, it's buy one get one half off. That's brilliant. And we can recoup any money we might lose in the bank robbery. We'll commit. Dude, you know. Keep this listing. I'm also going to click this one for men hooded robe cloak knight fancy cool cosplay costume. Also here, look at this one. You're telling me Coles has no fancy suits. Look at that fancy suit. Uh, the novel. link that has just been sent is, oh man, see, again, if they had that on the rack, I'd have bought it right then and there. Oh, dude, what is that? Is that like... It's just a pattern. That's the screen... No, that's the screen for... Our, the testing screen for, like, film or a TV, I think, broken up. That's like, actually... That, I, I'm pre- that's what I, it looks like to me, at least. That looks like the... Uh, let me see if I can't find uh, it. The, the brand, like, for anyone oh. interested, is Oppo Suits, and they are amazing. Yeah, I think this is what it is. It's a television, oh. like... So the one that you showed us, Calvin, was like multi. that's it. So, sorry, real quick, that's yeah. it, right? Yes, Just broken it. up. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but there's a much better choice if you're looking at the Coles link, both of you, and you click on Memphis yeah. Master. It is oh, pure nineties. I can't oh. see the Memphis Master. One. That's that's the one to just it is just, just the right. Like oh, a, it is. A white, it's oh, got like a white God. checkered background. It looks like those cups with the like say. pop circles and triangles and X's and squiggles and squares in. What about the lumberjack? Just a full buffalo check. I would buy that. I'd buy that. In a I would. What What am I doing sitting here? Yeah, what These are, are you? only a hundred bucks, and they're also buy one get one half off. Hundred and fifty bucks, RJ. For two you good could have suits. the Memphis. 
you could have the Memphis, well, I don't know about that, but you could have the Memphis Master and the Lumberjack plaid suits. Damn, dude. Look at all these. Oh, they've got a they've got a Shamrock suit. Nice. Dude, they've got a bunch. What the fuck? What is that fish one on the left? Those are like if you whatever one you click on, all of the images uh, below it are all like fish scale suits that oh, don't yeah, match. The, well, it's the any. It's the pattern uh, to the right of the. Oh, they're out of the Memphis Master. They literally just sold out of it. Not for me. I can't click on it anymore. <laughs> it's I can still get it. I can still yeah. get it. Um, Sucks for you. Well, I got shown. I guess. So I guess, uh, yeah, Amazon and actually searching Kohl's online is the way to go if you want cool men's clothing. I'd also, I'd like to plug, um, I think, uh, some of the comfiest socks I've ever owned. That's one, Arche. Regularly are, uh, like, Tommy Hilfiger, like, long, like, crew socks. Very comfortable, and they go with quite a bit. So I would plug that at the very least. Oh, I would. If we're talking socks, I got to plug Bombas socks. Oh, my God. They're they expensive, good? but they're so good. Because that's one of those, like, ones that get ad- gets advertised in podcasts and things, isn't it? Bombas? No. So. I've never heard them advertised. I mean, maybe, but I've never heard them advertised. You're not thinking of... Uh, I probably am. Whatever you're thinking, it's probably what I'm but, thinking of. No, I've, I I mean, they could be advertised in podcasts. I've just never heard them advertised in podcasts. Uh, <laughs> but I have a pair of Cookie Monster Bombas Ooh. socks. They're good. Next question. Hey, James, you should prepare yourself. Men with facial hair, what's an unexpected issue it's caused you? There are none. James, get facial hair. That's not true. Uh, The most unexpected issue is Don't lie to the man. Yeah, come on. I trust you. Literally, it's eating it. Like, it's a problem. Like chewing on it? Well, not even, like, chewing on it absentmindedly or anything. It's like, I'll go to eat something... But because the I maybe I just need to trim my mustache, but it's got you. Long you need I'll to trim just like your straight beard. up eat my mustache. Hum, yeah, hum, that's hum. from not trimming it and, and grooming it. I do trim like I try and trim it to keep it out of my mouth, but I I literally did it like two days ago. Come to my barber, you can get a full service, and they'll trim your beard and they'll groom it, and you'll look awesome. Literally Monday morning, I like took a like little scissors and trimmed my mustache to like groom it and keep it out of my mouth. And literally that day at lunch was somehow like got stuck trying to eat lunch. And it's in my, it was in my, the corners of my mustache were just in my mouth. I couldn't get it out to save my life. And no one warned me. (laughs) No one told me this would happen. No one told. So yeah, be a warning. Is there like a is there like an association of bearded men that you can join once your beard reaches like an appropriate length? Or Maybe is you'll that find out a... if you uh, yeah. Get a beard, it's called James. ZZ Top. It's called. <laughs> nice. I didn't think we were gonna tell him. I thought it was secret. Everyone I gave him that. the public one. The fact that you told him there's a secret one's on you. Yeah, I didn't dude, say now, that. Now they're gonna you come for you. You confirmed it. It's on you now. 
I'm the Joker, baby. Oh, I just saw this Joker suit. Look at that. Look at that guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Calvin, any uh, unexpected issues you've run into with your fa- new facial hair? Uh, it No, I mean, it's just stuff you have to get used to. Like you said, with like it does kind of, depending on how long it is, it starts getting in ways and you have to think about stuff. Um, like when you eat, you can't just, if you accidentally spill a bit on your chin, it's not like, oh, I'll just use my napkin and wipe it off. It's like, oh, well, now it's like soaked into my beard. So you have to be a bit more careful because you do have to like clean it a yeah. bit more after eating. Um, or save it for later. When you're going out in the cold, your breath will freeze into your mustache. Mm. Yep. So, yeah, but yeah, it's, it, it will also warm your face, so give and take. Our next question. Do you think reading your partner's stories at night when they can't fall asleep is weird? No. No, I think that's very sweet. I'm going to go with no as well. It's not weird on the one hand. It's kind of sweet that uh, you could do something nice for your partner. On the other, you could also interpret it as your voice is just that boring. Or huh. soothing and relaxing. So They feel safe in your presence. Damn, I was just Are kidding. Are you such a pessimist? <laughs> I just want to have all yeah. my options. This is fair. Hey, if it's, I'm at the it's ice always... cream store, I want every option to be available even if I don't choose it. That's, well, that's just greedy. Isn't that how the uh, like the ice cream store works? Shut <laughs> up, James. That point, that every option is available. Shut up. <laughs> that's fair. Next question. You're right. Hello. How do most of you men deal with eldritch abominations above your comprehension? With the further details, this is mostly asking for a friend. I joined them. Um, well, I have an H.P. Lovecraft book, but I have never read it. Um, so once I crack that baby open, uh, wait, have I technically read more of your H.P. Lovecraft, like your specific book, than you have? I, I think you might. Did you read some of that book? I I didn't read much. I think I read the first story, like the first chapter, because I borrowed it from you because I wanted to try and read it, and I just never got around to it. Yeah, then technically, dude, even if you read, like, one page, then yes. Like, <laughs> That's I, funny. Nice. I gotta crack that baby open, but it's so big. Um, these yeah, but elder- it's a collection of stories, isn't it? It's true. There's, like, short stories and novellas and stuff, so I could definitely make my way through one. At least The Call of Cthulhu would probably be worth it. I think The Call of Cthulhu? Cthulhu was the... Cthulhu. Yeah. Uh, Is it Cthulhu? Cthulhu. Yeah. Uh, it's not Cthulhu? I think it can be both. It's whatever you want it to be. Fair enough. Um, you're literally going mad. It doesn't matter at this point. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, Call of Cthulhu was the only one I think I read because I was surprised at how short it actually is. Yeah, I think it's like... It's like 10 pages. It's not very long at all. Um, so, no, I re- Yeah. Uh, I don't deal with eldritch abominations because they're above my comprehension i can't comprehend you them need to get so out how more. do i deal with them well get you can you could i mean technically like i guess i mean that's a good point actually like i don't know i just go insane like every normal person <laughs> i guess you can't like um I still don't understand 4th, 5th, 7th dimensional geometry, so how would I comprehend this Eldritch Abomination? 
No, learn. but it's like, it's like the feeling, you know what I mean? It's like oh, uh, a like, feeling, James, because feelings are universal. I mean, in a way, I mean, but they're not like for like a feeling, as in like uh, like like you don't uh, understand your like oh, unconscious you fully. That I can't comprehend it. But you still have to deal oops. with it. No. Sorry. Yes, you still have to. Calvin, you still what do you have want to, us to wait with... for? No, I was just gonna say, finish your thought because it. That was it for me. Sorry, I didn't mean Same. to interrupt. Uh, no. I was just going to say that you can learn to comprehend by just following your local priestess. Mm. <laughs> that sounds pretty. Is she cute? I posted no. a picture. Is she cute? She has two uh, wooden eyes and a false fuck mustache. You, Calvin. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Calvin has posted a picture of some anime girl off. with a snake behind I will her. walk to Breezy Cold so, to kill you. Yeah. Our last her question this week. Her name, wait, her uh, name is Nino Maena. I don't give a fuck what she's as James is As James is killing Calvin, our last question this week is, what are your thoughts about kilts? Kilts. With the further details, I've often thought kilts look cool. And a female friend once said they are incredibly attractive, but since I live in the U.S., I've never worn one since they aren't socially accepted. If you have ever publicly worn a kilt outside Scotland, what was it like? If you haven't, why not? Very freeing. I've I've never worn one. I would like to, I suppose. I, it'd feel a little bit like uh, playing a little bit of a dress-up because I'm not Scottish, but I would the still Scottish like to give... The Scottish were the only ones to wear kilts. Were they not? No, Irish wore kilts. Did they really? Yep. Did they? Yeah. My family has a kilt okay. pattern. Oh. Um, you sure you're not? You're sure you're not a crypto? Scots. Uh, yeah. Trying There's to trick. Long established Celtic heritage. Interesting. Never knew wow. that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I actually had huh. the opportunity to wear a kilt in freshman year of high school, because my aunt got married and the wedding party, the men wore kilts, and I was an insecure freshman, so I said. I shall not be doing that. Damn. You guys, were any of you guys in my house in seventh grade? And uh, we had our teacher for we had medieval day dress up thing. Yes. And the one teacher had his broadsword that he brought in in a kilt, and he actually, nope. he actually like folded the kilt properly from a single gigantic piece of fabric. I, I do totally not remember this. It's like one of the days of middle school that is like burned into my memory. I remember this. Yeah. Like a he, but yeah. Yeah, and he put it on a kid and he like demonstrated how to like properly do the, all the pleats and how it is just a proper kilt is a single piece of fabric that you just fold and wrap in a in like a proper way and then the belt holds it up. It was pretty impressive. Hmm. I remember him just taking us out to not like the front of the school but like one of the lawns where like yeah uh, the the road and mm -hmm. he just in that little grassy like field and he just showed us like his sword collection which is so fucking funny because it means that statistically speaking at least one person in the town drove by the school that day <laughs> it's tall guy displaying a bunch of swords to a bunch of kids it's, yeah choose wisely lest you be found in battle I think it's so good. I no, I totally remember that. I would, I would love to if if someone ever got me a kilt for like my birthday or for I don't know for something. 
Like, I would totally wear it. You're you're an adult, James. Fun fact. You can just buy a kilt. I know, but it's got to come from Why? somebody's spec. Because it, it would be meaningful. Well, not somebody special like that. only has meaning when you give it meaning. And I thus, your possessions away. only have meaning when you give them meaning. I know, but like... Uh, so I, buy I the just... goddamn kilt, James, and grow a beard to go with it. I... Oh my god, I gotta do so much. That's your Halloween costume. You're gonna be a Scotsman. A Scotsman? A Scotsman I'd rather just a horse. be horse. <laughs> I'd rather just be an Irishman. Mm, well, no. Well, we don't always get what we want, no, do I'm we? the Irishman on this podcast. Oh, I'll fight you, RJ. No, no you won't. <laughs> yes, I will. And if you no, say you're no. too busy murdering Calvin for uh, posting some lolly shit. Well, well guess these guys what? just doxing me all over the place. I'm just saying, like you're close, like you are closer to Calvin than Calvin is to me. So if I walk all the way to Calvin, I will definitely be coming to fight you. No. Next <laughs> Anyways, that's the <laughs> yeah. end of this week's episode. Uh, thank you both for joining. Before James kills me. Uh. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them in iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts sold. We're also on social media, Facebook, Better Buddies, where we have our Meme Mondays, and we post our icebreaker questions for you to answer. We have Twitter, at BetterBudCast. Use the hashtag BetterBuddies when you tweet about the show. And our Gmail account, betterbuddiescast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, or questions you need advice on. Please send us mail, we haven't gotten any. And last, but not least, be a better buddy. I was, if it wasn't for that, I probably would have had Alex on this week, too, just to also help plant the beard idea in your head, James. Dude, scam. I mean, it's it's there. It's it's lodged in my brain. You guys got it. Yes, but it's not lodged up. deep enough to get you to start tomorrow. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, it, it it'll it'll burrow in there. You know, it's like a little seed. Like it's got it's got to work its way down to the dirt first, and then it'll start to plant roots. And the minute that that happens, like is the minute that you're gonna start seeing facial hair.